Good morning and welcome to Dexter New Blood Spoiler Reviews. I am Jacob Bartley and this is the show slash podcast where we discuss the new Showtime series, Dexter New Blood. And yes, we're going to get into it. We're going to talk spoilers. So if you have not watched the episode, you probably should not be here. And I want everybody to imagine Dexter sounding really cool podcast music playing right now because I don't have an intro yet. What is going on? This is Talking Dex with Jacob Bartley where we talk all things Dexter. That is including the original series, the novels, and this new series, mini-series on Showtime, Dexter New Blood. Thank you for joining me this morning, if you are. I am. I reviewed the first episode last week, and I was over the moon about it. You can go check out that review on the Bartley and Barnes YouTube channel. If you're wondering what Bartley and Barnes is, it is a YouTube channel slash show slash podcast with my me and my buddy Keith Barnes, where we talk about all the things in entertainment that we are passionate about, whether that be movies, uh, music, sports, literature, whatever the case is, things that we love, we talk about. Go check out our main show. We do it monthly. We just did our most recent episode uh, this past Friday where we talked about uh, the fall movie season and some of the stuff that was released on Disney Plus Day. But we are here to talk about Dexter New Blood, episode two, titled Storm of Fuck. And YouTube, flag me if you want. That's the name of the episode. And when I saw the name of the episode, I was like, whoa, very aggressive title. Uh, but when you watch the episode, you understand. So for everybody who is has watched the new episode we are getting into spoilers so if you haven't i recommend stepping out unless you really don't care and you're just here to watch and support me i would really appreciate it hey star drew how's it going thank you for stopping by i appreciate it i don't i don't think you watch dexter but i was just saying that even if you're just here to support me i really really appreciate it so thank you star drew geo my man what up dude Thank you. Thank you, Gio. And Gio, I have recommended Dexter to you. I know there's a million things we all have to watch, but something about Dexter I think you would like for sure. Uh, thank you all for stopping by. And uh, second episode better than the first. Well, we can start there. I was, if you watched last week's episode, my review of last week's episode, I was over the moon. I was completely blown away by the premiere. I loved it. Uh, this one didn't quite live up to the first episode, but I think it's a good, uh, continuation of the story and setting up a lot of things. We're just getting into, we're just scratching the surface of this season, even though there's only 10 episodes and it's the second episode, it's setting up everything going forward. And I think they had to knock it out of the park with the premiere because that's what everybody had been looking forward to. And if you didn't, there's some, maybe there's some fans where if that first episode didn't hit hard, then they probably, maybe they won't continue watching. Or there's new fans who they had to draw in immediately. So that first episode was just beautiful and done very, very well. This one, I really like this episode, Storm of 
F and it, it just, there are some things that I could have done without, but I think that overall it was, it accomplished what it needed to accomplish. And that is telling the story of Harrison, who is Dexter's son, who's now, I believe he's 16 or 17 now. And, or I guess, okay, he was five when Dexter left. So he's technically like 15, whatever the case is. He could be 15 or 16 in that range. And the main point of this is at the end of episode one, he told his son who he was and he uh, basically begged him to come back home. And that storyline continuing into this episode was the best part of this episode. There's other ancillary things surrounding it that I was not in love with, but yeah, let's, there's a few cute key points that we need to talk about. Now I'm trying to avoid when I review episodes or movies, I'm trying to avoid just running down a summary of those of whatever it is, right? I want to talk about key points and the importance of those key points. One of the biggest question marks coming out of episode one was what happened to Hannah. Hannah was Dexter's girlfriend in season seven and part of season eight. And she's also a killer. She's kind of like, she's kind of like Poison Ivy in a way, but like a real life super non-superpowered version of Poison Ivy. She's Dexter's version of Poison Ivy, basically. And uh, they had a very intoxicating relationship, very uh, passionate, lustful relationship. And he, she was someone he could be honest with and be his complete self with. And even though some viewers like myself didn't necessarily like Hannah, she was the one who Dexter was drawn to. So basically at the end of the Dexter original series, Dexter takes his boat into a storm, dumps his dead sister's body in the ocean. He didn't kill her, by the way. She was shot. Um, and he just like rode into the storm and left Harrison with Hannah. So Hannah, as a stepmother, raised Harrison, basically, ever since he was five years old. And that's the last time we saw them. They were getting off the bus together. And that was it. So... We found out that Hannah is dead. She got cancer. So that's huge. And we find out the reason that the reason Harrison now knows that his dad is alive is because he found a letter that Dexter sent to Hannah, which we have. We don't know the full content of the letter, but we do know that it says, uh, Harrison takes it out at one point and says that you wrote if Harrison shows any dark tendencies to contact me because we know Dexter was his mother was, you know, chainsawed in front of him when he was three years old and he was left in her pool of blood for three days. And that is how why he's so damaged and why he has a dark passenger and why he becomes a serial killer along with his bro older brother, Brian, who's now dead. But now you have Harrison, 
who's not only Dexter's son. So Dexter believed that this darkness could just be passed on to him because he's his son. Harrison also, his mother, with the infamous season four of Dexter, is killed by the Trinity Killer, played by John Lithgow, who's one of the best TV performances of all time, in my opinion. And Harrison was also, uh, his mother was killed in the bathtub and Harrison was left on the, the bathroom floor. Harrison was very, very young. I think he was under two years old. He was very young. I And Dexter didn't even remember his mother was killed. He uh, it had to kind of be brought back to memory, right? So Harrison might not remember his mother was killed either. But that doesn't mean it didn't affect him. I mean, even a, a an infant, a baby, toddler, whatever, they're still processing stuff. They see their mother laying there with blood, and it's just like, so he's Dexter's son, and he had this traumatic, very similar traumatic experience. So Dexter's worried that he's possibly going to have these dark tendencies, which they call it in the letter uh, that Dexter has. And, um, yeah, so I, that's interesting. So we're basically... The knowledge about Hannah and how he found out that Dexter is alive and also how he found Dexter, which is hilarious. Uh, he was looking for somebody named Jim Lindsay. And I don't know how I forget how he says he found out it was Jim Lindsay was the name, but he was looking for somebody named Jim Lindsay. And that was the um, that because that's the name that Dexter's using in hiding. Um, in this Iron Lake city. And so, and but De Harrison says there's a bunch of Jim Lindsay's in the United States, right? So that's why uh, Dexter chose that name because it's a very common name. But somebody, uh, one of Dexter's buddies, his bowling buddies, posted a picture on Instagram of him and tagged, like wrote Jim Lindsay in the, in the description or whatever. That's how, and tagged it in Iron Lake, New York. So that's how Harrison finds Dexter, which is just hilarious. And it fits in with the modern day. And of course, it's a teenager finding him on Instagram. And Dexter's an idiot for even putting himself in the position to where somebody could see them. Because if Harrison can find him through that Instagram post, you don't think somebody else? Like, what if Batista and Quinn see that post or Masuka? That's interesting. Harrison can't be the only one who would find Dexter somehow, some way through this, through this uh, Instagram post. So that is very interesting. Uh, okay, so another major point. As we know last episode, and we knew going into the series, Dexter's dead sister, Deborah, who is arguably the most important person to him in his whole entire life, not other than Harrison now. Dex, uh, Deborah was always the most important person. Hey, Artie Films, thank you for stopping by. I really, really appreciate it. I, I love that. Uh, actually, I don't know if you watch Dexter or not, Artie Films, but I'm. A, uh, it seems like uh, maybe you guys don't, but I really appreciate you stopping by and showing some support either way. Uh, yeah, Star Drew, he went from... Yeah, in Miami, he but he's living in New York, but it's like a it's a fictional town, but it's 
it's a very it's snowy it's very small town only two thousand people population it's up in the mountains it's it's a very small it's not new york city you know he's in a very different environment where there's low crime and all that trying to get away from all this stuff but yeah so deborah is basically in his conscious now so in the original series his father was always talking to him in his head his father who was dead so now you come into this series his dead sister deborah is is the one talking to him in his head now she's replacing his father harry yeah thank you Artie films i really appreciate that really appreciate the support and so i liked her the interaction with him and deborah in the first episode it was kind of it was kind of subtle and kind of sweet and painful at the same time. But then here, now that he killed somebody again, he hadn't killed in 10 years and he killed someone. And also he brought Harrison back home, which Deborah in his head didn't want him to do. So now this whole entire episode, his dead sister, Deborah is just yelling at him and talking shit to him and calling him a dumbass and, just really laying it on. And Dexter's like yelling, stop. And several times throughout the episode. I didn't necessarily love this uh, portrayal of the Deborah character in this episode. I I get it. He she did the he did the two things that she did not want him to do, which is kill again, which he that's the whole reason he came here, went away. He he tr he's trying to not kill. He went whole 10 years without it. And then he also, she doesn't want him to bring Harrison back into his life because everybody that he loves ends up killed or seriously damaged or whatever because of Dexter. So she doesn't want that. And now she's just yelling at him in his head this whole time. And it was just kind of like, it was one note. It was all just yell at him, talk shit, yell at him, talk shit, yell at him, talk shit the whole time. It, it wasn't like, I understand what you're doing, but you can't. It was just all like yelling and cursing at him the whole time. And that's, even though that's who her character is, I think there could have, they could have done it a little bit differently. So anyways, so he kills, in episode one, he kills this guy named Matt Caldwell, who is his father and him are from this town, Iron Lake, and his father's very rich, powerful guy. And he's also played by Clancy Brown. I, you know what I need, Gio. You just I you always do this, which I need to do. I need to have images ready, and I could show an image of Clancy Brown. That's that's great. Uh, what I need to do. Um, so next time I'm gonna have better production. I'm gonna have images popping up Clancy Brown right here on set or whatever the case is. But anyways, Dexter kills this rich assholes this rich asshole um who deserved it i mean he he killed five people in a boat accident which he intentionally rammed into the boat tried to hide it he was very uh dangerous guy he just bought a huge rifle from the gun shop he killed a he killed a deer uh an albino deer which on uh on indigenous land which is like illegal where they are or it's illegal in general but a very rare animal and this guy's just bad news so dexter kills him but before dexter kills him this guy says my dad's gonna rain down hell on you and bring bring a bunch of pain to you whatever he says 
great performance. And we, those who are following know his dad is Clancy Brown. <laughs> so, and we know Clancy Brown is a big, big man. So that's, that's interesting. Uh, a pretty uh, big comment from Gio. The way you described the first episode reminds me of Unforgiven and Logan type of storyline. How he goes so long without doing what he does and finds himself back in his old ways forcibly. Gio, that is brilliant. And you know what? I didn't even think about it. That's probably why I love this series, uh, loved episode one so much, is because it it really, it very much reminds me of Logan. And you know I love Logan. It's my favorite comic book movie of all time. But, yeah, it really does remind me of Logan. That's, that's very... Uh... What the heck? What is going on here? Let's get this out of here. Okay. So, yeah, it's very, very reminds me of Logan a lot. Uh, so, anyways, he used to dump bodies in the Miami Bay, right? He was called the Bay Harbor Butcher. And he'd get away with it for the most part, for the most part. Uh, but he doesn't know where to put this body after he kills it. And we think he puts it in the ice hole um, out in the ice uh, under the lake. But we don't really see that uh, that's not necessarily where he put it. Um, it's basically at the end of the episode, it's revealed that he put the body under the fire pit outside of his house and the gun and the rifle that this guy had. So basically prior to that, all the cops show up to his house while his son's there. And he, uh, they want to set up base at his house because the uh, the where the woods where Matt Caldwell went missing, Dexter's house is kind of in the middle of all the wood area, all the hunting grounds, right? So, of course, they want to set up base at his house. <laughs> and he's like, okay, yeah, sure, whatever you need. And he has to go along with it, play along. By the way, he's also dating the chief of police, who uh, played by Julia Jones. Um, she's amazing. I, I've really liked her in this series so far. She's been freaking great. So he's dating the chief of police on top of all this. She didn't know he had a son. So this was a great moment. So they, the cops show up. She's like, hey, we're going to set up base here. Dexter's like, okay, cool. And then Harrison walks out and she's like, who the hell is this? <laughs> and, and he's like, hey, I'm Jim's son, Harrison. And Harrison kind of goes along with it. And those us Dexter fans know that Dexter is very like hyper, super intelligent, has to think on his feet, like on in split seconds. And he always has to improvise and, you know, kind of talk his way out of things. So Harrison evaluates the situation and say, oh, I'm just going to pretend I'm I'm his fake identity son. And he's like, hey, I'm Jim's son. But obviously... Harrison didn't know this was his girlfriend, et cetera. So that opened up a whole other can of worms. And that was just funny to me because it, and I'll get into this right now. The actor that they got to play Harrison is doing a fantastic job. I, it's really hard sometimes, sometimes kid actors or teen actors or even pretty young actors they have trouble, you know, they're, they're not always, uh, you know, sometimes they don't do a good job. And I had a feeling that I, I, 
I was worried I wasn't going to like the actor who come into play Harrison. But he, his name's Jack Alcott. I don't know what else this guy's been in, but he is killing it as Harrison. He's absolutely killing it. And I listened to the Dexter New Blood wrap-up podcast and the, with the writers and the producers, and they were saying that when uh, Michael C. Hall, who plays Dexter, was watching like dailies and watching footage of Jack Alcott playing Harrison, he was like, that little effort, he's copying me. He's mimicking my my uh, body movement and, and all that. And it's, he's doing such a great job playing Harrison. And that ties into, so Dexter's very, like I said, hyper-intelligent, very confident, can like get out of every any situation. Harrison's very much the same way. The way he walks, the way he just moves, his mannerisms, that's the word I was looking for. The way he eats, Dexter... You've seen it in the original series several times. Dexter eats very aggressively, and so does uh, Harrison. And then when he goes on, when Harrison goes on the search party with the other um, teenagers of the of the city of the town, they uh, they find this cabin and they're like, "Let's break in and, and drink or whatever." And these kids are just trying to punch the door down, and Harrison's like, "I got it," and he like picks it with a little knife and that type of stuff. That's the type of stuff that Dexter has always done. So that was really cool. And just the way Harrison carries himself is just incredible. Like he, they, this guy is doing a fantastic job and he definitely, and I wrote in my notes that Harrison has Dexter swag and that is just so, so true. A couple other things that tie into Harrison, which I, really uh i thought was very important so i was watching it and i was thinking like okay he knows that hannah's his stepmom so she he knows that she wasn't his real mom okay we got that does he know that his birth mother was murdered we don't know yet but when he's talking to the other teenagers he's like oh yeah my stepmom died of cancer and my mom died when i was a baby and they're like, oh, your mom was sick too? What happened to your birth mother? And Harrison kind of just like shuts down. And he's like, I, I need a second. And he walks away. Hinting. <coughs> excuse me. Hinting towards he has some darkness in him from his mother's death. We don't know if he really remembers or not. But that is very interesting because everybody... the. The thing that everybody's going to be wondering is, does, De does Harrison have the dark passenger? Does Harrison have this undeniable urge to kill? That is interesting. Yeah, so so we'll see. We'll see what ends up happening with that. But uh, so like I said, I liked this episode. I didn't love it as much as I loved the first one. But there are some key things in this episode that are amazing and the, the number one thing is the father-son relationship if you know the character dexter he's not emotional at all he doesn't know how to express emotion he doesn't know how to have conversations about feelings he doesn't know how to tell other people how he feels and he really struggles with it and the actor michael c hall does a, a fantastic job showing that struggle 
of trying to like him struggling to communicate and show emotion is the most difficult thing for him to do. And so, but we know that he cares about his son deeply in the original series. All he says, everything he does after his son is born is for his son. And he talks about him all the time and says, I got to do this for my son. He didn't want to abandon him, but he had to because he was on the run. He was trying to separate himself from Harrison to protect him. But now he feels like he needs Harrison and Harrison needs him. So they have a conversation near the end of the episode. And he's basically like, see, Dexter tells him, I know this must be hard for you. And Harrison's like, no, you know, what was hard was growing up without a dad. And they have a conversation and the whole episode Harrison keeps saying, Oh, I'm just stopping by. I just want answers. I'm not planning on staying. He tells the other teenagers, Oh, I'm just visiting. And Dexter's basically like, can will you stay? Like, I, he's like, I messed up, but I can be here for you now. And he's like, will you stay? And Harrison's like, dude, you messed up, but he's like, yeah, I'll stay for now. And it was such a heartwarming conversation. Like it was, it was done so well and it, they just went straight for it. It kind of makes you uncomfortable. Cause it's like, it's like you're watching an intimate conversation between two individuals that they're having privately in their home. And you feel like you're peeking in on it because it was so emotional. And so like, they just felt like they had their guards down and it was, it was done very brilliantly. So that was probably my favorite <clears throat> favorite scene in the whole episode is when uh, they have that conversation. Uh, so yeah, the, again, the Dexter and Harrison stuff was done amazing. And that's, that's the thing that I care about the most. So even if like Dex, uh, Harrison hanging out with teenagers and Deborah yelling and cursing the whole time didn't really work for me, the Dexter and Harrison stuff did. And that's what's important. So, episode ends uh dexter manipulates evidence like he always does like he always did back in the day he covers up any sign of that he killed matt caldwell he puts his love with the blood with the uh deer blood out by the highway making it look like he skipped town and so they call off the search but who shows up Clancy Brown shows up and Dexter better be worried because Clancy Brown is no man to mess with. He is the uh, he's one of the most powerful men in town. He's rich. He's everybody supports him. And he shows up basically like, no, my son is out there missing. And if he was trying to skip town because he killed the albino deer, he would have called me and that makes sense, right? Because when Matt had the boat accident, he called his dad got him out of that trouble. So this makes sense, right? Of course, he would call his dad if he was in trouble again. And Clancy Brown had not, Mr. Caldwell had not heard from him. So he basically gives a speech to the people there and says, this is Iron Lake. We do everything for each other. I've always been there for you guys. And now we need to find my son. So now the search is back on. And he's standing, they're all standing over the fire pit. 
and he meets. So Dexter is pretending to be Jim because he's in hiding, right? He meets Jim's son, Harrison. And then he's talking to Jim and Harrison and chief of police. And he's like, I'm going to find my son. No matter if it's the last thing I do. And he says, no stone will be unturned. And imagine Clancy Brown saying that. That is terrifying. And Dexter's standing there like, oh, my goodness. Camera pans down under the fire pit. You see the rifle that Matt had. And you see Matt's chopped up body under the fire pit. So this father, Clancy Brown, the police force, all the townspeople, they're looking for Matt Caldwell, set up camp at Dexter's house. And the body's literally under Dexter's fire pit. So, and for those of you watching who don't know Dexter, like I said earlier, Dexter only kills people who deserve it. He had a few mishaps in the original series because he killed like 100 people in that show and <clears throat> he made a couple mistakes. But for the most part, he only kills people who are, are killers and deserve it. And they always do a good job of showing you the people that he kills that they deserve to be killed. And this Matt Caldwell guy uh, definitely deserved to be killed. Uh, I mean, arguably, right? If you believe in that kind of justice for this fictional show. Uh, I mean, maybe he should just be in jail. But Dexter knew, like, that's probably not, wasn't going to happen. And kind of his, him killing Matt was kind of uh, out of nowhere. Like, he didn't plan it, right? So, anyways... That's the setup there, and it just ends right there. So they're on this town. They're on this, uh, uh, you know, mission to find this guy, and he's just under Dexter's house. Dexter's the one who killed him, and Dexter's son is in town, and now he's putting his son in danger. And this is going to get really interesting. <clears throat> one other thing that I didn't talk about, there's this plot line. Um, that they set up in episode one of these girls that keep going missing. And they had this girl from the bar in the first episode uh, who uh, Julia, I forget her character's name, but uh, you know, Dexter's girlfriend, the chief of police, what's her name? Angela. So Angela's her name. So Angela, um, she, uh, she uh, sees this girl in the bar and she gives her money to buy some food or whatever. And then we see this girl in episode two and she's staying at some hotel and there's some creep watching her from the, from a camera. And then she like wakes up in a hotel room, very similar to hers. And she's like locked in there. And this, so somebody's like taking women from this city, this town and hiding them or doing whatever to them. And that's a plot line. And they showed, they kept showing that of him watching her on the camera. And uh, we don't know who the creep is, you know, kidnapping these women and who's watching them on this camera. But I think it's the guy, there's a rich guy in town who's like uh, the owner of like the oil companies and stuff and that they were protesting against. I think it's that guy. Uh, he's, I think he's uh, Edward Olson is the character's name. So I, that's a prediction. They didn't reveal that in the episode, but for what it's worth, uh, I think it's that that rich Edward Olson guy. Uh, but yeah, but that'll do it. I, I very solid episode. Nothing that blew me away, but I really, really did enjoy it. Uh, yeah, thank you everybody for stopping by. Artie Films, Gio Ramos. Uh, 
yes, Clancy Brown is the man, RD Films. That is that is right. He's great. And I can't wait to see him continue that line when he's like, I'm going to find my son no matter what. If it's the last thing I do, no stone will get it be unturned. That was brilliant. Uh, yeah, so Stardew says, would be interesting if Clancy will uh, want for a family stuff. Yeah, it's interesting uh, to see like him in this role where most important thing to him is his son and he's going to try to find him. So uh, fun stream. Thank you, Artie Films. All right. Appreciate it. That'll do it for this episode of uh, the Dexter New Blood Reviews. I will be back next week, Monday, 10 a.m. to talk about episode three. Uh, please subscribe to this YouTube channel if you like all things Dexter or if you're just a fan of movies, entertainment, things like that. We do a monthly show called Bartley and Barnes here as well. Thanks again for watching. I am Jacob Bartley. You can find me on Twitter at Jacob Bartley 824 Thanks again. I'll see you next time.